Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to bat, Brett Boone. There's one Boone Brothers question that we've kind of alluded to on the podcast, but we never went into great detail. So, Aaron, I want you to tell us about Boone Brother Boxing. Oh, Actually, I was just thinking about that a minute ago when, when, when uh, Brett was describing Dad saying, "You better get out of here. You're going to lose some of that privilege. You better figure this out, or you're going to get in trouble." So Brett and I used to box throughout the house. Literally, it would it would be on, you know, upstairs, downstairs. Like it would just keep on evolving and moving throughout the house. Well, I would wear the headgear. And he would go no headgear and we, you know, we box. So <laughs> this one time I clipped him pretty good. Like, you know, to, to the point I ticked him off and, and, and got him, got him upset. And he kind of let, let me have it and just started laying it. I mean, beating me up good. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm hurting now. I'm hurting, I'm crying. And, and he finally, he finally is like, you better stop crying or we're going to get in trouble. So I'm, I'm, I'm sucking up the tears a little bit, you know, keep crying. Mom's going to get in trouble. We're going to get in trouble. And, and, you know, as I, as I'm sucking it up and as I get through it, I'm thinking to myself, we're going to get in trouble. My 10 year old brother just beat up his six year old brother. How about you're going to get in trouble? <laughs> but no, that was a lot of fun. We used to play this soccer game in the house with, you know, with the open doors would be goals and we had this little Nerf ball. We play soccer in the hallway, and then box. You know those little bootleg uh, uh, rims that you would hang in the doorway with the little Nerf balls. We played that all the time. I mean, we, it was we played everything. It was a fun time. It, it Rich, it was funny because that box. It was true. I I let because Aaron didn't always want to box. It's kind of no fun when you're when you're. It couldn't be that much fun being the younger guy all the time, especially when you're at such a, a a weird age, you know, where you're six. You really can't hang with a 10-year-old no matter who it is. But I'd always like, come on, Arn, you got to play. Because I was just bored. I wanted to play. And I'm like, this is the only brother, you know, I got right now. Matthew was is 10 years apart. He was just being born. I'm like, I don't have anybody else to play with. Come on, put the and, and a lot of times Aaron would be like, I'm not boxing, I'm not boxing you right now. I said, Come on, we'll put the headgear on, you'll be safe. So I'd kind of coax him because I, I was so bored. And and I was the one that come on, I'll I'll you know, and I, I forget what I'd say to him, but I'm like, I'll I'll do this for you if you'll just box me now. <laughs> so I put the headgear and I would just kind of I was just looking for entertainment. So I'd stick, you know, I'd stick my face out like hey or take a shot take it and i'd pull it back right as he did and he's right the one time i just you know i'm kind of taunting him and he catches me with a hook and it's like i i, I kind of got out of my body and i wasn't because i'd never want to hurt aaron and i i heard him i just went whoa yeah wham and then i figured out oh i'm not supposed to hit him that hard and i'm still thinking he's got the headgear on he'll be fine right he takes that headgear off and I mean, he's had like from his whole ear and down the side of his face is black and blue. I'm like, oh no, we gotta we gotta hide this from mom. Eventually, it came to light, and and I don't know how much trouble I got in, but I I, I didn't I never hit him again like that. That is awesome. All right, let me bring Matthew into this. Then, what's the difference between the three Boone brothers? 
Who does Matthew <laughs> take more after? Um, hmm. I would say I, I think he's a product of probably a little bit of both, but I would say he probably leans a little more like Brett. Brett, I agree with that. It's um, what what is it? What's the dynamic with Matthew? Matthew, you know, Aaron had more time in the house with Matthew because because of, of the differ the, the differential in age. I'm ten years older than Matthew, so when I was you know when I was in college, Matthew Matthew's eight years old, so he's at home with Aaron. So Aaron had more, you know, in the family house with Matthew per se than I did. Um, but I think too, because of because of the difference in age, and I was, you know, I was a college baseball, uh, I was a high school baseball player first, so that's my little brother, and he's he remembers coming to my games in college and professionally. So, you know, Matt, I was Maddie's older brother, and and Maddie was a little more. It was a six year difference with him and Aaron, so they were had a little more of that relationship that Aaron and I had. Um, you know, you'd have to ask Aaron how much it was, but it was tough for me. He was like my little, little brother, but he, he always looked up to me and I always looked after Matthew because, because I knew he was the little, little brother, um, to this day, but I, I'd say he's more like me, but, but I think a combination of the both of us, he's really kind of unique. He's really kind of unique in his own way, you know, but yeah. if I, if I were to lean one way, I'd say he's more like myself with a little air and mixed in, but Matthew's a unique guy. Yes. You know, Aaron, did you ever box Matthew? You ever beat I don't him up? I remember box. So <clears throat> we used to wrestle a lot, and I used to drop that four, figure four leg lock on him. And I used to like do Greg the Hammer for, Valentine. Yes, like Greg the Hammer Valentine. So I would, and he, we, we'd be wrestling around, and then I, you know, get dramatic with it, like look at the crowd, like here, here it comes, and he knew that what that meant. He's like, no, <laughs> I'd wrap that figure four leg lock and lock it down. <laughs> That was the end, so. and, and, and Aaron would be announcing at, at the same time as he's pummeling Matthew. Yeah, I'm like Vince McMahon in the background as I'm taking it. It's him great. Down. That is awesome. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash business gold card. All right. One of the other stories that Brett's told a few times, but I want, I want Aaron's version of it. Kirk Gibson's famous home run, Dodger Stadium. Oh, I was telling the story the other day. So I've, I've finally started to tell people that we weren't there for the home run. You know, I, um, so we had, let's see. So Brett's in college. Uh, I'm in high school. I think I'm a sophomore at the time. Yeah. I'm 15. He's 19. Um, and so our dad's on the angels and angel, like we hate the Dodgers. I mean, Dodger blue and all this crap you, you would hear in Southern California, you know, it's like, just over it, but they're in the world series. Brett's going to SC our friend, Dr. John, I'm sure set us up with some tickets. So Brett's like, Hey, let's go to the game. Meet me up there. So I don't even know how I got up there. I, Cause I couldn't drive. I was 15. 
So I don't know how I got up to SC, but I get up to SC and we literally hop on Brett's scooter and we're driving the scooter from USC to Dodger Stadium, weaving in and out of traffic. One of the cars that were weaving in and out of traffic happens to be Mike Gillespie and Frank Sanchez. Oh, I forgot coach, about that part. Head coach and pitching coach. We're weaving in and out of traffic. I'm on the back of his scooter. <laughs> like, no helmets, nothing. Just, just two idiots going to the game. You know, it's kind of one of these, they see us. It's kind of like uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off when you see someone like, oh, that's not right. And you just kind of wave and keep it moving. So, yeah, we went. We went to the game, parked. We were in the upper deck in right field because we were just in L.A., so I was telling the story to some people, and I'm showing them the seats we sat in. The last two possible seats you could be in the upper deck furthest over. That was us. And uh, all I remember about the thing is we left early. You know, we, I, I, I think I was back in Villa Park by the time Gert Gibson hit the home run. Uh, like that's how early I left. I don't even know how I got back there, but I did. But we we rode to the game from SC to Dodger Stadium, weaving in and out of traffic on the scooter for the Kirk Gibson game that we didn't make the end to. Rich, that that that's good. That's a see. I wanted him to tell that story because I I try to tell the story. I don't have it perfect, but I forgot about my head coach. Mike Gillespie, who recently passed away, coached both me and Aaron at USC. We did pass him in the car, <laughs> and it would just added to my legacy at USC because I mean That's I right. used to do some, I used to do some things. You know, we've talked about weight room, and I didn't really follow the rules very well. But that's another thing. Like Mike Gillespie looking at me like, "What the hell are you doing? You're not supposed to be." You know, Aaron later plays for him, but yeah, yeah that, that I forgot about that. And Aaron, I think. Tommy Lasorda got us the tickets. As I, Dr. John's a good call, but I think Lasorda is the one. We somehow got a phone call to Tommy, and he was a, you know, playing against dad forever and just a family, kind of a family friend. Just said, all right, I got a couple, but, you know, I can't tell you how good they, they're going to be. Well, we found out good, how good they were, and they were. They were the worst in the house, but I think we were just going to say we were there. But we didn't mean we didn't know Gibson was going to do what he did late in that late in that game. And how about not saving the tickets? If you knew knew better, you'd save the ticket. That'd be a pretty cool ticket to have. Right. We saved it. Well, that's that that wasn't in my repertoire then to save the tickets and did you, you have know, the did you have the, the bleach put blonde them in the tips? Did you have Me? the blonde tips back then, Brett? Oh, Brett. Did I uh yeah, I did. I, I started them in high school. I I I brought them over to college. And I, and I quit the blonde tips after I, I started playing professional baseball, and I didn't bring them back until Seattle in the early 2000s. But, yes, high school and college, I had the, uh, the blonde, the bleach blonde. Oh, Uncle Aaron, did you ever try that? Only when I was oh, – no, when I got to the big leagues, I did. With the blonde, with the blonde streak? Oh, yeah. Oh, see, it's a boom thing. I think so. No, I think see, everybody back in that day and age, they, they tried yeah. it one time or another. Okay, yeah. so – you missed the big home run of Kirk Gibson, but Brett, you were there for Aaron's home run against the Red Sox. Aaron, what do you remember that night afterwards after you hit the big home run that uh, you'll forever be remembered for? But your brother was upstairs in the booth winning an Emmy. Yes. Busy winning an Emmy. Winning an Emmy for laying out. <laughs> We call that laying out in the business. 
Yes, laying out. That's a new word, Rich. Write that I down. Like it. Lay, laying out. Yeah. Um, what I remember is obviously it was a late night going back to the hotel. Um, and where we'd stayed, you know, because I came over at the trade deadline. So we, we stayed in the hotel and the hotel we stayed in is where George Steinbrenner lived when he, when he was staying in New York. And uh, it was the one of the couple of interactions that I had with him um, for the final few months of the season. And Laura and I had gone back to the room real quick and we were going back out to meet where a lot of people were meeting somewhere in the city, like a celebration at some like, I don't know, sports bar or something. And we're going back downstairs and I'm walking out, walking through the lobby and Mr. Steinbrenner's coming in and, and he, he said, I'm happy for you, son. Congratulations. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. So we go out and Brett meets us there. And I, I just remember walking into this. I mean, it's probably at this point, one in the morning, two, who knows? I mean, I, the game ended, it might've been two in the morning. And I mean, this place was packed to the gills and you just walked in. It was like this roar and, and we were kind of set up in the back and turned out to be a cool night. And Brett, Brett came and joined us uh, and celebrated uh, with some Yankees. So that was pretty, pretty neat. Brett. No, that's what I remember. I, I remember uh, now I learned a new term laying out in the booth because it's well documented back in 2003 i wasn't really keen on being in the booth to begin with it didn't take it very serious looking back now uh i laugh at at, at how unprepared i was but i really wasn't there for any other reason than to ah, i'm gonna get to see aaron you know i'll get to party a little bit in new york and i'll get to see aaron play in the postseason uh i remember when he hit the home run um how excited I was for him because I knew how he was feeling at the time. And then all of a sudden he hits one of the biggest homers. Uh, I knew right when he hit it, I said, that's one of the biggest homers, not only in Yankee history, but baseball. And um, I remember being overwhelmed, how excited, how, how happy I was for him as a, as a player, not necessarily as a brother that too, but it was like, this is so cool. What he, what, how he was feeling, 24 hours ago, how he was feeling 10 minutes ago with not even starting that night, going to pinch hit and that happening. I just remember this is awesome. And I went down and I visited him in the, in the Yankee clubhouse, which I would never do in a million years. I would never go into enemy territory. I couldn't stand the Yankees, uh, respected the hell out of them, but couldn't stand them. And, and not only I, I wasn't going to go in and be in their party, but I had to do it because it was that big of a moment and and I, I i kid about hating the yankees I, I a lot of the players in that team uh what a great you, you run wanted, they had. you would have been and a I, yankee if you could have at the end i i was wishing you know one day when i'm when i'm on my last leg i'd like to play in yankee i'd love just that city and playing in that old stadium anyway i i forced my way into their clubhouse to give aaron a hug and i have to admit the player in me took over like I had to do this. I would never do it under any other circumstance, but I feel a little uncomfortable. And Giambi's a buddy of mine, and he's the first guy that grabbed me when I walked in and made me feel like it's okay to be in here. But I still felt weird. I'm like, I got to get out of here. I gave Aaron the hug. Just like he's talking about that post game. Uh, afterwards, they had a celebration for, you know, family, friends, Yankees only. It was a private place. They gave me the location so I could come down. But I got to admit, other than seeing Aaron, and just telling him how proud I was as 
of him as a big brother. I felt a little uncomfortable being with all those Yankees. And Tino Martinez was there, who was a teammate of mine in Seattle. I shouldn't be uncomfortable. But under those circumstances, I was kind of the enemy. I was the kind of the bitter Seattle Mariner that we had a really good year that year and didn't make it to the postseason. So it's hard to explain as a player what it's like, but uh, I, I, I well, do remember I, being a part of that. I was on, I, I experienced that a little bit in 99. So when Brett was with the Braves and they lost to the Yankees in the world series, um, that was a year in Cincinnati. We won 96 games and lost the one game play in with the Mets. <clears throat> so I was at the world series in New York watching Brett with the Braves play the Yankees. They get swept. They lose game four. I'm kind of I'm outside the stadium, like figuring out where I'm going and how I'm going to get home or whatever. And Brett says, just jump on the bus with us, the the Braves team bus. And I'm like, no, yeah, <laughs> it is, it's a weird thing. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not getting on the Braves team bus. And Brett's like, it's fine. It's fine. Come on. I'm like, no, no. Finally, he gets me on the bus. I'm sitting there with him and. Don Baylor's right there. It's this silent bus, and I'm just like, I can't believe I, I like it was like head buried in my face, just like I'm so embarrassed and awkward being on this bus right now. But whatever. We I got home, worked out. He needed a ride. Needed there you a ride. go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 